I lean back in my chair, tilting up on two legs as my eyes wander up and down the man's body, sizing him up. Don't know. You the man with the other map? I respond, not quite sure if I could trust the man or not. His appearance didn't exactly scream trustworthiness. My hand slowly traveled down to my waist just in case things would go south. As the man sits down, you see a holster similar to yours, but smaller. You also see a small knife hidden away in his boot. He sits down and gives off a small chuckle, pulling the other half of the map out of his bag and placing it on the table. I give a slight nod. Seems like you are. My chair hits the ground again, and I lean forward slightly to look at him, but still keep my hand below the table, just in case. So what do you know about this treasure? I ask as I reach down to one of my pouches and pull out a roll of paper that was my own piece of the map. He looks down at the map. That it's not just treasure, he says quietly, leaning forwards. It's everything you could ever want. Fame, power, riches, weapons, respect, everything. He leans back and takes a flask out of his pocket, taking a quick sip. He extends his hand to grab the paper, waiting for you to put it in his hand. You sure? It sounds like it's a bit too good to be true, and in my experience, that's not a good thing. I glance over at him for a moment as he holds his hand out, and consider for a moment to actually give him peace, but my gut tells me not to. Instead, I roll it out onto the table next to his, keeping a hand on it just in case he tries to snatch it. The map seems to glow a bit, just enough for the two of you to see, and the fibers of the map mend and mold back into one piece of paper. You look up at the man and you can see him tear up a bit. I... I can't believe it, he says to himself. Small lines of ink start to appear, drawing a circle around a small lake near the town. He looks up at you. This is the location to everything I've been searching for my entire life. I look down at the map, recalling the general area of the lake. Are you sure this is it? Still not sure all was right. The man seemed to be genuine. His tears could be faked, but I doubt it on with his appearance poses those kinds of skills. The lake was so close, it was just not sitting right with me. What are the odds of the treasure? A lifetime was just waiting nearby. But I guess we better go check it out. He smiles a bit. We? He says in a cold voice as he wipes a tear from his eye. You hear a small, familiar click under the table as the man starts to pull the map to his side. This is my life's work. I'm not going to let someone like you take it away from me. Yes. We, as in me, and my two friends over there. I say, nodding over his shoulder. Did you really think I came to this meeting alone and just let you see the map without any guarantee? I ask, smirking slightly as I lean back in my chair, putting on a facade confidence. It was, of course, a big bluff, and all I needed was for him to look over his shoulder, and I've gotten enough time to draw my own gun and finish it before he had the chance to react. He starts to look over his shoulder, but as he's about to break eye contact with you, he gives a small chuckle. <laughs> you almost got me with that one. He says quietly as he puts the map in his bag, his gun still trained on you under the table. Now here's what's going to happen. I'm going to leave, and you're going to stay here. If I see you following me, I'll kill you. Sure, no problem. I said, keeping the confidence smirk, and once more looking over his shoulder, picking out a random stranger in the background and nodding him as if I was giving some sort of sign. Then my eyes went back to the old man. Good luck on your trip. He smiles, having called your bluff. I will, he says, as he holsters his gun and stands up, pushing his chair and putting on a deep blue scarf over his face. 
He nods his head and starts to walk away. Dumbass. I mumble as he turns around. I pull my own gun and fire off around right into the back of his head. The bard drops dead silent an instant. And all you hear is me, standing up and walking over to the now dead man on the ground. Squat down, flip him over, reaching into his pocket to grab my map again, as if nothing had happened. He grabs your hand, his eyes turning a dark red, his smile becoming more devilish in nature. You think I've been hunting for this for so long, without making a few deals? He asks as his voice seems to split into two. He lifts you up and throws you against the bar. He stands up, the back of his head still bleeding as he jumps out of the window. I let out a low groan as I get up from the ground, my back feeling sore. For fuck's sake, why can't anything ever be easy? I curse to myself as I roll my shoulders a bit before pushing up the cylinder of my gun and replacing the one round I've already fired before. I look up, noticing quite a few eyes on me, but I ignore it at the same time, trying instead to recall the map in my head. There's one of the tavern, pushing my gun back in his holster. You do your best to recall the map, only remembering the fact that it was somewhere close to the town. The town itself is surrounded by multiple lakes and ponds, and it would take you a long time if you tried to search each one by one. <sighs> what? what the hell is that? The bartender asks with a small crack in his voice, clearly nervous and scared. Beats me, I say before exiting the place. I look around and notice a few traces of blood below the window, but the trace quickly vanishes in the muddy streets, so I instead decide to see if anyone saw him running off. Luckily, like he stuck out like a sore thumb. I went up to the first person I saw and asked them if they'd seen a man running off, possibly bleeding. The person looks at you with a bit of shock. He's with you? He asks, looking like he just saw a ghost. He, he, he ran down that way, he said, pointing down an alleyway. Thanks, I said, deciding not to answer his question. I down the alley and look for any traces of the man, not rushing it, and deciding to be thorough. Even with his powers and deals, a shot to the head is still a shot to the head. I was betting on the fact that he was injured. Nothing is easier to track than injured prey. You turn a corner and the alley comes to a dead end. You look around frantically trying to look wherever he went. And you notice a small blood trail going up the wall and under the roof. I stop as I notice the blood trail and let out a small sigh to look up the wall. Of course he can scale walls. Why wouldn't he be able to scale walls? I say with a slightly annoyed tone. I walk around to the front of the building and barge inside. Anywhere you get to your roof? As the first person I see. Even though they seem to be a bit baffled with this random person just barging into their place. Uh, uh, there, there's a ladder? He says kind of nervously as he points to a back room. The door is open and you can see a small ladder leading up. I head through the small door, not really paying any attention to the rest of the house as I ascend the ladder to the roof and once again continue with my track. I head over to the side of the building where the blood had trailed up and kept following me to see where the man had gone. With a little bit of luck, he decided against jumping between rooftops. You see him three roofs over, leaning against the chimney as he wraps his scarf around his head to stop the bleeding. Turns around and quickly takes a shot at you as he ducks behind the chimney, just missing your leg. My hand quickly goes for my gun as I hear the shot, but as he ducks behind the chimney, I stop and instead pull back inside down the ladder into the house. Any chance you have any dynamite lying around? I ask the man on the way out, thinking it just might have enough punch to take the bastard out. What? Why would we have dynamite? We're a bakery! He says clearly distraught. Why wouldn't you have dynamite? I say before heading out into the streets and make my way four houses down, but making sure to kick in the door on the third house to make some noise. I had no idea if he was still up on the roof, but if he was, he'd probably be focused on the ladder. As I went up on the roof next to him, I dipped into the fourth house, holding up my gun and finger over my mouth to make sure the owner stayed quiet. I went to the back and climbed up to see if I couldn't get the drop on the man. By the time you get to the roof, the man is already gone. You look around to see him jumping from one roof to another, almost falling off, but just getting up. He turns back, and even though one eye is covered, he still manages to see you. 
he frantically dives behind another chimney, blind firing little shots. It landing nowhere near you. We can keep playing this game, or you can come over here, apologize for stealing my map, and trying to play me, and maybe you'll actually have a chance at living through the nights. I shout over the rooftops. I hold my gun steadily in one hand to see what he'd say about my little offer. This is my destiny, he shouts back, his voice sounding almost normal again, but it's just a bit off. You're gonna have to go through me to get this map, he says as he fires again. This one landing closer to you. Coming closer and the next one's going in your head. It's kinda hard to fill in your destiny if you're dead, isn't it? So get your sorry ass over here, apologize, and we'll go to the bloody lake and see what's what. You can still fulfill your destiny, and I get a payday out of it. Last chance, I say, not moving an inch. With his aim, it seemed like any place seemed as good as any other, seeing how his bullets went all over the place. He doesn't respond for a few seconds. I've lost so many people looking for this. This is my job. My curse. He says as he puts his hands in the air. I put my gun into its holster. Then why don't we end this? Get you your destiny. And then you can tell me if it was worth it. I stare at him with a less than pleased expression on my face. He steps out, putting his gun in his holster as well. His hands still in the air. I don't want... I don't want to drag anyone else into this. He says nervously, slowly moving to the edge of the roof, step by step. I've given up my life for this, and I'm ready to die at any time. He says in a very matter-of-fact tone. Too late now, pal. I'm going to that lake, and nothing you say or do is going to stop me. I step on the ledge of the roof, keeping my balance perfectly as I watch him. He steps back a little more, dangerously close to the edge. You don't know what you're getting into, he says quietly. There may be power and riches, but you'll lose everything you care about. Every risk has its rewards. I say, stepping out into the air and dropping to the ground below, landing gracefully and almost silent. I walk into the middle of the street between the houses and wait for him to move. He steps back from the edge as you jump down. I'm sorry, but I can't see anyone else get hurt from this. I... This has destroyed so many lives. He steps back from the edge. Good luck on your journey. Rounds from the hip. aiming two at his chest, two towards the head. Determined to put him out of his misery. I've gotten tired of his running and an act of some twisted form of remorse. One shot hits his chest. Another blows off his ear. He stumbles back a bit, almost falling off the edge, but catching himself at the last second. Fine, he says, his voice demonically deep. You can hear his bones cracking and skin moving. He runs at you swing for your head. I remain calm, having full trust in my own body. As he gets close and charges up his large arm to swing, I take a last minute sidestep and fire off two rounds, making sure these hit the side of his head, almost point blank before leaping backwards to create some distance between us. I push the cylinder out and the empty shells fall to the ground, and make it spin, flipping it round after round, locking the cylinder back in. One somehow just misses, but the other one lands perfectly in his head. He stumbles a bit as he looks at you, his eyes deep red again, and looking more feral. He swings at you, slicing into your leg. It's not deep, but still hurts. I let out a loud groan as the blade connects, but quickly pull my gun and unload two more rounds Instead of backing up this time, I went forward, pulling a dagger from my waist and pushing it into him, just below the fourth and fifth rib, aiming straight for the heart. The blade hurts him. Bad. His blood pouring out of his side. The bullets land in his chest. He doesn't step back, instead moving closer, slashing at your chest. Again, not deep, but just enough to hurt. You've taken much more than this before, but you're not at your best right now. You can tell he's almost on his last legs, though. I leap back, not wanting to be in range of that blade. And to finish him off, I pull out my crossbow hanging from my waist. 
I'll lock in one of the bolts and make sure I'm aiming before I send it soaring through the air into his chest, just next to my dagger, bearing deep into his flesh. Die already! He falls onto one knee, breathing heavily. He stands back up and swipes the crossbow and the gun out of your hands, almost falling over as he does. He tries to swing at you again, but misses, getting his weapon lodged in the chimney. I walk up next to him, pulling his head back by his hair, pulling a knife from its holster on my thigh, and jam it down to his blind eyes, making sure to drive as, as deep as I could, and then taking my second knife and slitting his throat. He starts to choke on his own blood for a second, his hand and eyes returning to normal. He holds his throat as he slumps to the ground, twitching a bit as he dies. You hear a deep, quiet laugh back your head as he stops twitching, his blood pooling around your feet. I looked behind me for a moment, but found nothing. I shook the feeling and bent down to once again take the map off his now dead corpse. Or at least I thought so. He'd been one tough son of a bitch. Once I had the map, I stuffed it into my pouch and started making my way back to the tavern to patch myself up and get something to drink. Everyone goes quiet and stares at you as you enter. The bartender looking very nervous as he hands you your drink. I chug it and slam the glass down. I need the strongest shit you have, along with a few rags, some thread with the needle. I say, staring at the bartender. My expression might have been a bit intense, but after having to chase down and fight the old guy, my patience was at an end, and I wanted to kick back, relax, and rest for the rest of the night. You can't help but stare for a little bit as you order. He quickly turns around and slams down a large mug of something. He walks into a back room and comes out with some bandages, a needle, and a thread. Take a sip of the drink, and it's pretty strong. I smile at him before taking the things and heading over to a table in the back corner of the tavern. Put my coat over the chair and, and the bandoliers over my shoulders on the table. I sit down, pulling my shirt over my head, throwing on the table as well. Underneath my chest was wrapped in wraps of cloth, and my stomach was bare. The cut was just above my breasts, and after unwrapping some of the cloths, the wound was exposed. I took a sip of the strong stuff and poured it onto the wound to clean it. Burnt like hell, but I suffered through it before threading the needle and starting to sew it shut. I had to take a small pause between every stitch to brace myself for the pain. The rest of the tavern had been quiet and probably whispering about you. After about a minute, a man with silver eyes walks up. You need some help, ma'am? He asks as he sits down across from you. Does it look like I need help? I ask in an almost murderous tone, as I was clearly dealing with quite a lot of pain. The man's hand starts to glow as he puts on your shoulder. You feel some kind of energy flowing through your body as your wounds close. The man looks up at you and extends his hand. Salazar, he says with a small grin. The rest of the tavern is starting to go back to its usual self. Lexi, I say as my eyes go up to meet his. I didn't ask for your help. I say, assuming he wanted something in exchange, like everyone else in the world. Nothing ever came for free. If it did, then there were some other strings attached. I eye him for a little while, before going to fix my leg instead. I undo the straps on my boot and slide it off, revealing yet another wound. He puts his hand back on your shoulder, and that wound mends as well. But it looked like he needed it, he says with a soft chuckle. So, uh, what's your story then? He asks, pointing to your closing wound. The guy pissed me off, so you better watch your mouth. I was maybe acting a bit too rude, but I really wasn't in my mood. I strapped my boot back on and started dressing back up again. He puts his hand up and fakes surrender. Hey, I just came over to help you out, he says with a soft smile. You look like the, uh, adventuring type, he asks, noticing your gun. Call me one too. He says that he pulls out his own purple box and places it on the table, letting you get a good look at it. I'm not interested in teaming up. Thanks for the help, but I just want to get drunk and go to bed. I say, taking another swig of the stuff I got to clean my wounds, but it clearly wasn't needed. I wasn't going to suggest it, but now that I know what's on your mind, he says with a soft chuckle. What is your quest? He asks, leaning back in his chair. You really don't get it, do you? I stare at him. I thought of just shooting him across my mind, but he'd save me a day's worth of recovery. He has a bag of coins on the table, along with a small box. Look, I'm here to help. But if you're not going to take me, 
and take these. He says he opens up the box, revealing bolts of different colors. What are those exactly? I ask as I look at the bolts, assuming they had some sort of magical properties. I call them cradles. He says, picking up a blue one, ice, picks up a red one, blood, orange, fire, green, sickness, yellow, explosive. There are at least ten of each in the box, organized by color very nicely. And what are you expecting in return? I have slightly interest in the bolts. But something like that had to be worth a fortune, and no one would part for them for free. Nothing. Just for me to join you. He says, quietly leaning forward. You can have the coins and the bolts. All I ask is to join you. He says, his eyes looking deep into yours. And why do you think that joining me is going to be worth all of this? You don't even know my quest I'm on. I say, returning the stare. I crave adventure. He says, getting more and more excited. Danger. The thrill of the chase. All of it. It's amazing. He says he starts to stare off into space as he continues on and on. I've gone from town to town, city to city, looking for someone going on an adventure, hell even called a quest like yours. I stare at him for a little while longer, certain I've attracted some nut job, but maybe he'd prove useful. Fine, the bolts and the coins are mine, and then you can join me, but only on this quest. Once we're done, or out, I don't do partners. Perfect. He says with a small smile, trying to hide his excitement. Uh, wh wh where do we start? We don't. I'm drinking, I'm going to bed, and tomorrow we start. If that doesn't work for you, I'm sure you can find someone else, but these stay with me. I say, pulling the bolts and the coins over to my side of the table. He chuckles a bit. I'll have the horses waiting when you wake up. He says as he stands up and extends his hand again for a handshake. I sigh and take his hand, giving it a firm shake, before waving to the bartender to bring me something more to drink. I was going to need it if I wanted to keep sane with this guy around. He smiles and walks away, going upstairs, probably